Hey everybody, minor trigger warning. I talk about multi-level marketing in this episode, specifically my experience as a Beachbody coach. And we are going to talk about diet culture. It's going to come up quite a bit. So I just wanted you to be forewarned that there is mention of weight loss, eating disorder, and diet culture, one mention of weight loss surgery. And that's about it. See you in the show. Welcome to Run Like Hell Toward Happy, the podcast for overwhelmed creatives to stop hustling and finally create balance between work, life, play, and rest to make progress toward their dreams. I'm Caitlin Liz Fisher, motivational writer and coach who helps people listen to that little voice inside that knows what you really want to be doing. Let's get started. Hello, welcome. You're here with me. I'm so happy. There's a lot I want to cover, so I'm just going to dive right in. This episode is about MLMs, and I have been in several. I sold Avon in college. My big one was I did Pure Romance in my first marriage, and then I did Beachbody in my second marriage, and those will do a number on you. I would say I lost more money on Pure Romance, uh, but Beachbody had other long-term not great effects on me. So we're going to talk about both. We're going to talk about all of it. And I posed this question to my friends just on Facebook after I watched Lula Rich on Amazon, which, did anybody else watch that? It was a lot. It was a lot. I got mad. I yelled at the TV a lot. So it, it made me so mad because MLMs are like really gaslighty and really toxic and really kind of cultish. And the way that the founders of LuLaRoe were talking in this documentary, they went from being very just bubbly, nice, just the nicest people you could possibly imagine. We did this to empower women. This started from a small operation in our house and grew and impacted so many people. And then you see them in a deposition being like, I can't recall what that program was. I'm not sure what you're talking about. They know. They know what they're doing and they know that they're being bullshit assholes. So I'm just going to say right now, MLMs are exploitative. They exploit people, mostly women, mostly stay-at-home moms. And they're sold to people as an opportunity to own your own business, but they are not. You don't own your own business. You work for a company and you sell that company shit. You work in sales. You work in sales for a company and you don't have a guaranteed salary. Not good. Not good. So many of my friends, myself included, I'm my friend, have fallen into this MLM trap to varying degrees. So I shared about it on Facebook. I was like, okay, I just watched Lula Rich. I'm so pissed at MLMs. Just just share your stories. And people were telling me all kinds of things like they nearly went broke or bankrupt. They lost thousands of dollars in their MLMs just 
incredible stories. And I'm going to share four things MLMs do that I think trip people up when they do eventually break up with MLMs and want to start their own business. And a friend said to me today, because I was, I don't know, I was worried about this topic. I was like, I don't know if this topic makes sense. I keep procrastinating this episode. I don't feel like I really want to dig into all this. And my friend said, it's because it's trauma work, babe. And I was like, ah, fuck, it is. It is trauma work. Because my beach body days, I was trying to monetize my eating disorder. My eating disorder was at its absolute worst when I was selling beach body. And I was seriously like crash dieting. Um, I was, you know, my eating disorder really kind of got legs and took major hold during those few years that I was very involved with beach body and I was really pushing myself physically but I was like I have to do it it's my job it's my it's my job to eat right massive air quotes on eating right because eating right is eating the food that sustains your body so maybe don't judge it and really over-exercising, and I was just obsessed. I was absolutely obsessed with having that appearance of the person who had lost the weight and changed their life and shares this magical thing of Beachbody with other people who want to lose the weight and keep it off. That's all fucking fake. It's a company that sells diet shakes and workout DVDs. That's all Beachbody is. Beachbody is about moving DVDs, fitness products, and Shakeology. So back to, I told you I was going to tell you four things that MLMs do that mess with people when they go to have their own small business. And those four things are, one, how you start your business, two, how you market your business, three, the kind of business advice that you get to grow your business and to do better in your business, and four, how you balance, get that, you know, work-life balance in your business. A lot of people, I think, are attracted to MLMs. Some people, there's a subset of people who will just sign up because they like the products, they're They want the discount and they're fine with that. And those aren't, that's not the toxic side of it. That's just, that's the company making a sale. You know, that's, that's a customer relationship at that point. They're not really in the MLM. But a lot of people who fall into this MLM trap really do have an inclination to be entrepreneurial and to start a business or have some type of craft or otherwise work outside the capitalist full-time job norm. And I'm one of those people. My coaching business and my freelance writing business pay my bills and allow me to not have to go get a regular nine to five because that burned me out. 
you know, I'm, I'm not a person who works a traditional job and I love that about me. And I love that about my friends who have done MLMs or started their own business. But what we're not going to do is say that having an MLM business is having a business. It's, it's freelance sales income. You're just selling somebody else's product. You're basically a telemarketer. And like, if you like telemarketing, cool, that's rad, but you don't have a business. The issue comes when, so you, you break up with MLMs like me. I was like, okay, I'm totally out on Beachbody. I'm not doing it anymore. Can't do it. So I quit that I'm never going to join another MLM. People were like, why don't you join LuLaRoe? You love the clothes so much. And I'm like, yeah, these leggings, they're rad. I will continue buying them. I am not going to sell them because I knew that that was a bad call. And then if you've watched Lula Rich, you understand why it was a bad call. And I am so fucking sorry to my friends who got wrapped up in that and who have lost a shit ton of money. It sucks. It just sucks. There's nothing else to say about LuLaRoe other than those people suck and that business sucks. And I'm really sorry. But if you do want to start a business in your post MLM life, there are going to be things that are honestly triggering because MLMs are toxic and they're abusive. And when you hear actual business advice that activates something in your brain that reminds you of being in the MLM, you're going to think that you have fucked up. You're going to think that this business idea is bad. You are going to be re-traumatized. It's trauma. It's welcome to Caitlin. Everything goes back to trauma. So once you've been in the trauma of being in a multi-level marketing fucking scam business, I'm not going to call it a pyramid scheme because technically, legally, it's not a pyramid scheme because there's a product for sale. Okay. It's kind of a pyramid scheme, y'all. You might get re-traumatized. So my intention with this episode is to help you reframe and rethink the things that do go into a business so that they don't feel like MLM bullshit. That's my hope here. We'll see how it goes. If there is interest, I've thought about making an ebook about this, like how to have your own business after an MLM. But if there's not a ton of interest, I'm not going to spend my time doing that because I have so much to do, including talking to you every week, which I love, but takes time. So here we go. Number one, how you start your business. Okay. I don't know anybody who wakes up in the morning and is like, do you know what I'm going to do today? I'm going to go find an MLM to join. I feel like spending a couple grand today on a starter kit full of dildos. That's how I'm going to make my stake in this world. People don't do that. To my knowledge, they might be out there. Your MLM business comes from other people inviting you to join that business. Other people convincing you to join that business because at the end of the day, it benefits them when you sign up. Every coach I signed I was like, oh my God, what could you do with a couple extra hundred dollars a month? Couple hundred extra dollars a month. You have to hustle for that. And $200 is not enough money for a hustle. 
And every time I gave that pitch to somebody, every time I told them that it would help empower them, every time I told them that it would be beneficial to them, like I am still carrying around so much shame, which is why I've been avoiding this episode. Thanks, Rosie. You nailed it. Yes. I have so much shame around this. You know, I was inviting people to join my my business. I was inviting people to join Beachbody. And I made money every time they did. And then as they made money and they sold things, I got bonuses based on what they sold. So it behooves the people who get in early. Those are the people who are going to make six, seven figures from an MLM because they get in very early before the market is saturated with people. Like there was a time, I don't know, 2015, 2016, you could not throw a rock without hitting a LuLaRoe consultant. Just literally fucking everybody. It was everywhere, everywhere. And it was the same with Beachbody. It was, these things were everywhere. What, the Herbalife, uh, the wraps, the, what were those called? Doesn't matter. Those, the, the freaking saran wrap that you wrap around your belly and get magically skinny. We're, I'm gonna have to add a trigger warning at the beginning for all this fucking diet culture shit. So, blah, 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 blah. All of this to say that joining an MLM is not starting a business. It's being recruited into a sales position that's not gonna pay you very well. The hourly breakdown of what you make on these is probably single digit dollars, very low. When you start a business, like your own business, it comes from something you want to do, presumably. It comes from an intersection of your talents, your interests, and things that people will pay you to do. That's way different from joining a weird sales position. Not the same. So first of all, if you're in an MLM, stop calling it a business. It's not a business. I'm sorry, but it's not. And if you are starting a business or you do have a business, market the hell out of that and own it and be like, I have my own business and it's fucking rad. Because even though MLM people are going to say, I have a small business, and even though the MLM people are going to take over the craft fairs, which you also shouldn't do, if you're in an MLM, you don't belong at a craft fair. Don't do it. You're fucking over other people who actually have businesses. So that's how you start your business. That's the difference. One is somebody convinces you into a sales position, and the other one is a choice that you make to put part of yourself out into the world through your business. So that's rad. Next up, number two, how you market your business. In MLM training, in Beachbody training specifically, so what I was told was to add five new people on Facebook a day. Just add five new friends. You interacted with somebody in a group and they laughed at your comment, add them. Uh, You had a good exchange with a mutual friend on a friend's post, add that person. Just add people all the time. I am so wary of new friends now. I am so wary every time somebody pops into my inbox and is like, hey, with nothing else. I'm like, oh, God. So it it would be different if they were like, hey, I have my own business. Like I have a friend who sews. 
Uh, her business is called Mama Scissor Hands. She hand makes everything that she sews. She does clothes. She does just all kinds of stuff. She does cloth menstrual pads, which look rad and I should buy some. And she made these like little like kind of terry cloth loofah things like like the plastic ones but out of cloth instead and I want to have less waste so I was like can I can I get one of those and it was like a tester she was just testing it and she let me buy them for five dollars just to cover shipping and I'm like I don't you don't understand like I was gonna pay you for this but so so it's one thing when somebody actually has a business like I when I did the first iteration of my level up program I sent some DMs to my friends and I was like, hey, I'm working on this cool thing. I've been talking about the cool thing. You have expressed some interest in the cool thing. Would you like to join? I'm running it at like this super low price. Is that something you'd be interested in? And some people were like, you know, I can't swing it, but good luck. I love this for you. And other people were like, hell yeah, sign me up. And sometimes you're going to get that and sometimes you're not. What I don't recommend is just rapid fire adding people on Facebook and then rapid fire DMing them to have fake conversations. So I had to add five new people on Facebook a day. I had to send five DMs to someone new every day. I had to send five DMs to continue a conversation I was already having with someone every day. And I had to offer my pitch to five people a day. And these were typically not all the same people. So like, let's say I add my five people. Sometimes I just, I'll, I would DM them the same day and be like, hey, loved interacting on Susanna's post. That was so funny. Haha. -ha. Don't know. I don't know if they're going to write back, but I would act like it was a normal conversation. And here's the thing. That's not how I have conversations. So all of these interactions I was having with people felt so fake because they weren't me. They were not how I act. They were not how I authentically behave. Like when I want to talk to somebody, I will just get in your DMs and I'll be like, okay, so I have this going on. I need an opinion. What do you think of this? Like, and I have some friends who we won't talk for weeks, months, and then I'll just send them a random photo that I thought was funny. And then everything's normal again because we're all out here with fucking ADHD, okay? So how you market your MLM is to be fucking gross all the time and just preying on people. And I don't like that. How you market your business is that you talk about your business. Maybe you run some ads about your business. You have a launch strategy for your offers. You do SEO, you have a blog, you have a shop, you have a holistic marketing strategy that is more than just like, hey girl, I haven't seen you since high school. You look fat. Do you want to join my workout group? Because guess what fucking sucks? Getting that DM. It's not good. Marketing? Mm, no. So when you go to market your own business, and you're freaking out because you think that sales is gross and that selling is gross and that marketing makes you a gross person because of this holdover experience from being in an MLM, which I get it and I'm still working on unpacking that. Um, 
I just added a 90 minute power hour that I am selling and it's $250 and we, you get my undivided attention for 90 minutes and that's a freaking steal. I base this after like, I love this, this coach, Sarah M. Chapel. I've talked about her before. And I went to her page because I was like, maybe, maybe Sarah's the coach for me. I'm shopping for a new coach right now. And I was like, I love her so much. I love her program that I took. I love her membership. I love everything about her. And she does a 60 minute like consultation that costs $400. And I was like, whoa, okay. So her time is valuable. And that's what I got from that. Just a hundred percent. And then I emailed her to be like, what are your one-on-one prices like? And they were far out of my price range. And that's okay. (laughs) Because she prices like that because she actually doesn't have the time and the energy because she's chronically ill. So she can't be taking a bunch of lower paying clients. She wants to work with one or two people who can afford her time because her time is that precious that it costs so much. And that day, I changed my pricing on my power hour. First of all, I actually developed my power hour and decided to offer that. But I priced it at 250. We talked about this in the episode where I had a conversation with Serena Hicks. The fact that when you price yourself, people pay attention. And that price point is a barrier to people who are going to waste both our time, basically. That price point says, like, when you show up for this session with me, you got to show up ready to do some work. You can't really do that with MLMs. You can't, you can't price yourself in MLMs. And when you market your own business and you're selling your own stuff, you get to price it. You don't get to price the products with MLMs and you don't get to determine your commission. Number three, business advice that you get in an MLM. In an MLM, you have what is called an upline. This is the person that recruited you and the person that recruited them and the person that recruited them and the person that recruited them. And your upline can go up several levels to people who are making six and seven figures a year because they got in early because it's it's shaped vaguely like a like a triangle. I don't know what you'd call that. So your upline is going to tell you all these beautiful, beautiful lies about how it gets easy and how like you put in your time and you hustle now and that's going to pay off because soon you'll have all the people under you who are making you passive income and you won't have to work as hard. That's inherently just exploitation, right? That's that's exploiting people. That's saying, hey, you come work for this bullshit company so that I get paid from your labor and I'm not doing anything. That's, that's some landlord shit. I don't like it. I don't like it. And they'll tell you, like, you get in or you get out of this business, what you put into this business. And that is used to absolutely gaslight the hell out of people. Because 
yeah, you'll have some times. Like I had a month where I was, I was in like a, some kind of like leveling up challenge thing. Like we were all trying to make it to diamond status and we all put in like 25 bucks into a pot for this training and to be eligible to win, to split the pot at the end, you had to participate every single day. You had to uh, achieve diamond status, which I don't, I can't tell you. I think you had to have two emerald coaches under you and also be something. And to be an emerald coach, you had to have two coaches under you. So I'm coaching people to sell their shit better. At one point, I was actually sending a friend money every month so that she would stay an active coach under me. I lied. I did. I did lose money on Beachbody. I forgot I did that. Hooray. So at the end of this thing, I had achieved the criteria. I was one of a small handful of people who did it. We were each going to get back like 480 bucks. Rad, right? Super cool. Except we didn't get it for absolute months because PayPal froze this person's account because it looked super fucking sketch. They were like, you know, she's paying this now out of her personal commissions that she's making because PayPal has frozen the funds. And I'm like, maybe y'all shouldn't do sketchy shit and make people pay for training, which is actually against Beachbody rules. Ha ha, surprise. I'm not surprised. So they tell you that you get out what you put in. And I had a really good month that month, you know, because I had to focus every single day and I had to go sell some shit every single day. And also, like, I had my sister sign up. I had my friends sign up under me. I was like, please, like, just for this month, I just need to, like, rank and win this challenge. That's not sustainable business growth at all. And then when you have low months and you see this in the Lula Rich documentary, they'll tell you, like, you're not trying hard enough. You say the market's dried up. You're not in the right places. You're not doing this right. You are the problem. And no, the problem is that you have now totally oversaturated the market with salespeople. Everybody already has a beach body person. Everybody already has a pure romance dildo slinger. Everybody already has five LuLaRoe consultants. And they browse all of them because they're after the roses. Like, (laughs) I don't know how to explain this to you. And I don't have to explain this to them because they know. They know that their business model sucks. But they will gaslight the hell out of you when you are in their business model. Number four, balancing work and life. Uh, If you've been listening to my absolute rant for the past however many minutes it's been, you'll know that there's not very good balance, okay? Because you have to be constantly talking to people, which is exhausting for the introverts out here. Maybe extrovert people have a different experience with MLMs, but uh, no. So like I mentioned that we have this daily checklist, right? Where I had to add five people, talk to five people, pitch five people, um, you know, I had to do my workout. I had to post my selfie. I had to post my Shakeology picture. I had to talk about my transformation. I had to, like, Jesus, I am so tired just thinking about this. And it is, it's, this is trauma work and I am doing it on the air. And we would call this the power hour. 
And that was sort of like a fuck you when I named that 90-minute session. I was like, I'm going to call that a power hour. How's that? Because fuck you, capitalism. So you spend roughly an hour doing all your tasks, right? Talking to all your people, adding your people, yada, yada. And I was literally told by my upline that I should not go to bed at night if I haven't done this. So there were nights where I would be doing this at like 10 or 11 at night because I would not go to bed until I did my beach body power hour. That's not healthy. That's not good. It's not restful. It's not balance. And it's not me. Now, if I stay up that late, it's because I lost track of time when I'm playing Animal Crossing because I had to rearrange some trees. If you're going to stay up that late, it should be for something that makes you happy. Not something that makes you feel like a gross salesperson. Uh, Number five, a bonus. MLMs have a lot to say about the appearance of their salespeople, right? Sorry, their consultants, their retailers, their partners, whatever they're calling people. In the Lula Rich documentary, the like CEOs of the company would actually get you in to see a plastic surgeon for weight loss surgery, not a plastic surgeon, a weight loss surgeon, because they wanted their retailers to be thin. They wanted their top face of the company retailers to be thin. That's super fucked up. And like, how do you think it is with Beachbody? That's a weight loss company. That's the diet industry. They do not want you to be fat in that industry. And I had a fucking eating disorder. How many people in Beachbody have eating disorders? And they think it's a business. That's really hard. So, awesome. Hooray, I'm having so many feelings. Um, When you're running your own business, you can wear whatever you want. You can look however you want because you are you. You don't have to look a certain way. You don't have to wear the blazer. Like we talked about this a couple episodes ago in Money Mindsets. You don't have to look a certain way to attract money and to attract success and to attract growth into your life. You just don't. And I do want to say that I, like, I can't say that it was all bad <laughs> because I I discovered this sort of entrepreneurial side of myself and I appreciate that. I feel like I probably could have found it in other ways. I made some of my best friends from those adding sprees, the people who weren't like, who's this bitch and deleted me. I would say some of my very best friends came from my Beachbody days and were probably added with the intent to eventually sell to them. And some of them I did sell to. And now we're we're anti-diet culture buds together. And I'm glad that they've been on that journey with me. I don't I didn't make any friends from my pure romance days. That starter kit cost a thousand dollars though. That was a lot. That was a lot. And it was so hard to book parties. Like, I didn't have anybody booking parties. My sister, my mom booked a party for Pure Romance. Like, nobody wants to go to that party. I'm going to wrap this up because I've done a lot of rambling. But I want you to know, if you have been in an MLM before, if you're in one now, you can quit. I would love to talk to you about that. I would love to talk you through quitting if you want some help. 
if you have been in an MLM and you're struggling with unpacking the sort of shitty gaslighting marketing advice that you received in an MLM, that's not the way that you have to operate any and every business. You are in charge of your business. You are in charge of the balance between your business and the rest of your life. And you get to make the rules. That's the joy of having your own business is that you get to set the terms of your pricing, of your offers, of how much time you spend on it, of what goes into your marketing. You get to do all that. And that's awesome. Happy to talk to you about that as well. Remember, I got power hours now. So you just have 90 minute Caitlin sesh. And if you are running your own business, I think that's fucking awesome. And I want you to tell me about it. And I would love to try out your wares. I love being my client's first customer. That's always very exciting for me. Just want to remind you that you can pre-register for my Creativity Under Capitalism mini course that will consist of three daily emails in early November, likely November 1st, but we're flexible here because we don't hustle in this family and we have balance. So check out runlikehelltowardhappy.com slash offer for the details on how to pre-register for that. And I will see you next week, y'all. Thanks for joining me today. If you loved this episode, please head over to iTunes to subscribe, rate, and leave a review. Then join us in the Run Like Hell Toward Happy community on Facebook, where you can enter to win prizes like free books, coaching sessions, and more. Huge thanks to Leave Nelson B. for our musical interludes, and to Jennifer Hearn Photography for the photo used in my cover art. Check the show notes for links and resources mentioned in today's episode. And I'm not even going to bother telling you my social media handles because all I want you to do is join the Run Like Hell Toward Happy community on Facebook and enter that awesome giveaway. Boom, you can find me there. That's all for now. I'll see you next time.